welcome to episode 7 of Elephant Parade Podcast. It's your host, Jessa Toyin. And Prisha. Today we are going to be talking about the election and just government in general, civic duty, and our thoughts on it. Prisha, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. So, as you all know, election day was this Tuesday, um, November 2nd, um, and I think for the most part, there wasn't too much of a surprise. Um, what we knew was going to happen kind of did happen. And personally, we actually did have some stuff to do uh, outside of school. Well, it was school, but it was um, virtual. And I think we, you know, students as children that do not get to vote, we don't put too much thought into election day. Um, besides the big ones, I feel like that's what most people do anyways, right? Like they focus on like the big elections, the um, federal elections rather than like the local elections, which mm-hmm. is another problem that we'll get to anyways. But again, um, this is mayoral, mayoral and city council. So um, personally, because of uh, election simulations at our school, which is, you know, students in AP government, pretending like they're the candidates and having an actual simulation of an election. Um, but besides that, I feel like a lot of people don't get to experience that environment of learning about um, local politics. So I think because of that, if you didn't have that experience on election day, students wouldn't have that sort of you know, awareness of what's going on on that day. I mean, my parents, too, it's not like they're super politically involved. Like, they know what they see on the news. They know what they hear from other people. They know what they hear from me, like, if I talk about it at all with them. So, it was an interesting day. How, what are your thoughts on that day, Jessica Twain? Um, honestly, yeah, I agree with what you said in terms of, I feel like most people don't pay attention to, like, local politics, um, this election day uh was a mayoral a mayoral election like Prisha said so that's a big a pretty big seat um here in New York City anyway it was a um mayoral election um but I feel like I like I always follow elections just because like that's what I did for a long time Mm -hmm. um in terms of just like being involved in local politics community board city council Mm -hmm. borough president all of that um yeah and i used to do electioneering and stuff and you're absolutely right like um the last time i did electioneering it was a primary election so in new york especially being a one-party state um the we're democrats in (laughs) new york city right so primary elections are so important because a lot of the time it's not a matter of whether it'll be the democratic or republican candidate it's just a matter of which democratic candidate it will be which is why a lot of the time in one and, party states like yeah. new york and how democratic or progressive they'll be yeah which is i mean again it's kind of predictable at this point for yeah. new york because it's always like the moderate candidates yeah. that tend to win or you know have strong polls which which is kind of concerning but yeah <laughs> it's, and, it's, it's, and it's just that idea of like that party system too because you know in new york thankfully like we're so overwhelmingly democratic that like it's okay but in general a lot of when it comes to the election on tuesday like people a lot of people stay home because they're like oh the democratic candidates are going to win 
When, yeah, they, they um, feel the like they don't have to take happen. action. Yeah, but, you know, we saw in Virginia, a lot of Democrats stayed home and who the the winner was projected to be Democratic, but um, yeah. that Republican candidate ended because up Because no winning. one ended up going to the polls at yeah, that point. Yeah, a, a lot of Democrats mm-hmm. stayed home. And people say, even though... And people say that that happened a lot in a lot of elections, in federal elections as well. This idea of, like, just sort of complacency and, like, oh, others will do my part for me. Diffusion of responsibility. Yeah, like, oh, like, everyone's so party-associated that, like, we've sort of come to an understanding where it's, like, we don't live in in a democracy. Mm -hmm. It's just blue or red, and if it's... If you live in a blue area, the blue candidate will win. If you live in a red area, the red candidate will win. And everyone's just so complacent with that system. And it's like, why is it that people are able to say, I'm going to stay home and people will do my job for me? Why is it that people have are content and have accepted the fact that their individual vote does not matter in their state? Even if, like, and I'm not trying to turn this into a Democrat versus Republican thing, because even if you're a Republican voting in a blue state, your vote should matter as an individual. It's not a mm-hmm. matter of, like, party um, yeah. values or whatever. Your individual vote should matter. Like, I said this statistic before on the podcast, I'm pretty sure, but, you know, like, in 2016, Trump versus Hillary in California more people voted for Trump in California than any other U.S. state combined, mm-hmm. not including Texas. Mm-hmm. But that is crazy. And, of course, on the map, California, all of California's de- delegates went to Hillary. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way it is. If you're a rep- the reality of the, of the fact of the reality is if you're a Republican in California, your vote does not matter. Objectively speaking, your vote doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, kind of messed up. And then when you take it on the local level, when literally every single vote counts, like, on the local level, like, I told you I've done poll poll watching before, and these are differences. You go to the poll watching and look at the results, and these are differences of, like, literally 15 people or uh 20-something people. Like, on the local level, every single vote counts, especially when it's something like a district seat. But, like, people don't... People are so, like... Yeah, that the percentages get kind of, like, watered down because not a lot of people are showing up in the first place. And that also, like, just comes down to, like, how aware people are, are about local politics. I think we just talk, talked about this. But, like, again, like, if you don't know about your, like, local, you know, candidates, people who are representing you, like, what's going on in your community board, obviously, like, people are not going to... like take time to be involved in those sort of things if they don't know about it and again that comes down to programs that comes down to the importance that they place on you know local government but even like i think i I feel like it's also a privilege thing it, it, it it really is because also if you like come from places where most of your time goes to spending on like working yeah. It you don't have time for that. You don't have time to think about that either. And I see it with my family too. Like my mom, she works I don't even know how many hours a day. But she comes home at eight o'clock basically. And she leave, she leaves at the same time I do. She works five days a week. Um and it's all for less than minimum wage. I don't wanna Yeah, but basically less than minimum wage, right? 
And it's really hard to see because, first of all, she doesn't know what's going on in her local government. That could affect her. Things are affecting her. But you know what ends up happening? People who do have free time, who do have the privilege, are not voting for things that affect them. Right? So if, personally, Mm -hmm. like, I don't have, you know, for example, the Environmental Rights Amendment that was actually proposed um, and actually passed, yay, um, this election day, um, that was passed, right? But that only passed because the people who were being affected agreed that it was an important issue to raise, right? If people that didn't were getting affected by it and had to work that day, they can't vote for that amendment to be passed. Yeah, people in, like, vulnerable positions, the most vulnerable, they're the ones that they don't have time to get here on election day, Mm -hmm. which is why I'm glad that New York City is so generous with, like, early voting and absentee ballots. But in a lot of places, it isn't the case. Even a lot of places in New York State, um, outside of the city, it's not the case. And then when you talk about, like, just the simple fact that, like, young people can't vote, um, even though there are a bunch of bills who... Every year you hear about some bill about, yeah, oh, maybe, maybe let's, hear, let's, let's let 16-year-olds mm-hmm. vote in local elections. Because, you know, a 16-year-old can hold a seat on community, community board, boards. yeah. But, you know, they can't vote. Yeah. But, they can have a say in it, but they don't have representation. Yeah. So, there's always a bill like that. Yeah. I don't know how likely it is to pass. Uh, I, I don't see how I far the movement it. is going in New York mm-hmm. City, personally. But, you know... Even though we cannot vote, um, since both of us are underage, um, our voice still matters, especially in local politics, especially mm-hmm. in local elections like this one. Because yeah. like I said, it only takes 20 people. And I remember electioneering that day, and the person who I was campaigning for, they for? won. Um, I don't know if I want to say their name. Nah, I'll say <laughs> their name. Um, shout out to Khalil Anderson and his office. Yeah. He was running for assembly in the state but yeah and also did for other candidates who (laughs) didn't win so yeah it's it's a mixture of both but yeah literally it's going out and it's talking to people because like you said Prisha not everyone has the privilege to have time like your mom you have conversations with your mom your parents and you swaying their opinion that that's a meaningful conversation And I feel like that in and of itself is also a privilege outside of time, being able to speak to your parents about politics. Not everyone feels comfortable doing stuff like that. Not everyone agrees with their parents. Not, Not everyone, everyone feels... has the education to talk to their parents about Yeah, it. so, like, if you're a teen, like, we're all busy. We all have... We were just talking about, like, SAT prep and stuff. Yeah, oh, uh, uh, no. But... Yeah, but like we still, I would say that we still have more time than most adults do, and that's why all of the greatest movements in this country are always led by by youth, by young people, because they have the time and they're the ones who are most desperate to make change because this is the change that they will get to see. And also, we have, I'm not saying this to be mean or anything, we have the most time on earth right now the youth so yeah. we, we literally need to save ourselves before yeah, it's, anything it's a matter of because us. yeah because we're the ones who are going to suffer the longest at this point if we're the ones being affected by it so obviously like it has to be driven by us it is driven by us because we're so motivated to you know create change um but yeah i also um campaigned for a couple of local candidates 
Um, but they all ended up losing because, again, they were pretty progressive in terms mm-hmm. of their ideals. But the thing is, which is really interesting, the areas that I campaigned around, um, we uh, canvassed and we went door knocking, right? Mm-hmm. And we obviously had like a script and everything and we talked to them. And we had to ask them questions where like, oh, did you vote already? You're registered Democrat. Um, like, what do you want to see in our, uh, in our city? Um, and um, do you like need a lift to the voting polls? Because we offer lifts to make it more accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of them, they were very supportive of the candidate. And, but when it came down to getting rides too, like most of them either couldn't like actually like make it to the ride in the first place like make it to um like the central i don't know how to explain it like it was like a location like a, to go to like like the a car place yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's like a meetup yeah they couldn't even get there in the first place because <laughs> there was no transportation to go there. No, yeah, that's another, that's definitely another factor. Um, I feel like these type of things are done intentionally. Me and Prisha are both taking a, a college course right now, urban studies. And I feel like there isn't a single thing in a, especially a city like ours in your city that isn't done without intention, that mm-hmm. is done um accidentally i feel like there are definitely areas um voting is definitely one of the reasons that um contributes to the way a city is set up um Mm -hmm. even though new york is definitely very deep into its two into its one party now um for a long time for at one point new york was a swing state and you know we saw a lot of changes in in terms of uh, policies being passed in order to change what could qualify to sign up as a polling place. If you had to have a certain amount of square feet, you had to have a certain number of personnel. How everything to, would be zoned so you could actually go to the place. Yeah, they would make all these rules about what, before you could actually become a polling place because, mm-hmm. oh, we don't, know, we don't want any fraudulent voting, even mm-hmm. though... The U.S. has obviously never had any history of excessive, excessive, yeah, fake voting or whatever it is. But you know they'll make up these concerns just to find excuses to not have more polling locations and make it less accessible. And then you combine that with the fact that a lot of these mm-hmm. places um, that are vulnerable to being sort of impacted by stuff like gerrymandering, they already are transportation d- deserts. A lot of the people there are underpaid and overworked so they don't have time so you have and they're undereducated on top of that so you have a combination of the three words like lack of time lack of education and lack of even means to do the vote fewer locations fewer transportation and these all affect how people in vulnerable places are able to feel the impact and because of that people who have more access to voting, who have more time, who have more means to vote. And by means, I'm also not talking about how to get there and how many polls you get. When you vote, you have to have certain verifications, certain Mm -hmm. types of ID, certain types of um, proof of registry, whatever. And these things usually cost money or 
you have to get them from somewhere else if you don't have that certain type of id i think new york recently did a thing where like they changed their id system so now it's called the real id yeah which uh <laughs> who came up with that name Ooh, first of all person, but, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's another transition that's happening and it's like who knows how long they'll be accepting the old id i'm sure they're gonna reach reach a, a point where and probably far ahead from now since it's recently new but in some point in the future i'm sure they're gonna say okay we're no longer accepting the old yeah. types of id yeah everyone has the to new, new id new new real, real id, ID. <laughs> this, the whatever, real, real id whatever that means <laughs> and then people who don't have the id they're gonna have to go and pay uh-huh like yeah. the 90 dollars or whatever yeah. it is to get it oh, and no. mm-hmm. these are all things that are done intentionally and i'm sure one would argue, oh, but there's other factors that tie into this too, um, in terms of where buses are needed. Oh, uh, high traffic of people don't come here if you're not a tourist spot. So they'll try and justify like, oh, of course this place has more transportation. It has more commerce, but okay, what is the percentage of people who own a car in that place? Obviously, if it's high, then perhaps you should bring transportation to places where the percentage of people who own their own vehicle is lower. But, you know, that's a whole other oh, thing yeah, yeah, that yeah. I could rant about in terms of sanitation and just oh, yeah, that's a road care and, like, the way that the city distributes resources in general. Like, that's just a whole other topic. But, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I was just going to say, like, it's mostly, like, again, systemic you know, it's made up to be that way. A lot of people just don't feel the need, like, diffusion responsibility because they think everyone else is just going to vote and make up for it. And then, again, they just don't have time because they're constantly working in this rat race. Um, Yeah, and I just want to, like, shift over the topic to more of how people talk about um, politics in a school environment in general because I feel like whenever we bring up something that's remotely you know human rights related they always tie it back to politics which is really interesting to me they're like I don't want to get political right I'm only saying that in connection to election day because I hear those conversations a lot Mm -hmm. right before election day and they always make me mad because I'm like bro I'm just trying to like raise a point here about basic necessity not even like related to election day maybe it is maybe it isn't but they immediately tie it back to politics in a game of like i don't know famous people or something i don't know that's just yeah messy. definitely that's another privilege in and of itself a lot of people stay home from election not because they don't have the means to vote but because they're like oh i'm not gonna vote this year i don't like any of the candidates so I don't, I don't like, like the political. Yeah, I don't like the political climate. I'm not into politics. I can't keep up. Yeah. That is a privilege. That is a privilege for you to say that I do not care about politics. Politics do not exist in a vacuum. A lot of people refer to politics the way that they refer to a football thing. game. Like you I'm can not say into I'm not into football. But football is in, not yeah. coming into the street to arrest you for saying exactly. that you don't like football. It doesn't affect it doesn't your daily affect life. Your life. Football exist in a vacuum that is a game that you can just go to and watch and enjoy politics Politics is not a game that people just watch and entertain even though unfortunately a lot of people a lot of the popularized recent 
elections have have turned it into some sort of reality show, Mm -hmm. but it's really not. These are policies that affect people. If you say, I don't care about politics at all, you're saying, I don't care about people at all. Or you're saying, the current political climate benefits me in a way where I am not impacted and therefore I do not care. I only Mm -hmm. care about myself. If it concerns me, then I'll care. But it currently doesn't because I am most likely the standard, normal, um, privileged person in society at that point. That being usually a white or higher class person. Oh, yeah. Or a male, too. Like, a lot of people are talking about Texas. And I don't know. I think we mentioned that in a previous yeah, episode, too. Yeah, we did. But, in it, Texas. but we should still talk about it. I, yeah. I just and it around that time, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last episode or a couple last episodes. But around that time, a lot of people were looking at the men like, why aren't you standing in the streets marching with us? Like, and it's like, big, like... You always see a lot of the courts argue like, oh, a man should have a right to say whether or not his partner has an abortion, blah, blah, blah. But then when it comes to these laws getting passed, you don't see a lot of men coming into the street. Although there is some, and I know people in Texas who are involved in that fight currently and who are like not to invalidate them. But a lot of the time you don't see as many men as you should marching alongside these women when it comes to gaining access to abortion abortion care because it doesn't affect them directly no and when it really comes down to it the majority do not care that is not an issue that they're paying mind to until it directly affects them Mm -hmm. and then that and then that's when they'll resort to things that aren't usually healthy or um unsafe abortion care and whatever but you should be on the front lines with them as an ally. And when you are sitting home, you are choosing not to be an ally. Mm-hmm. And then you are also choosing to turn a blind eye to just reality in general. Like, mm-hmm. And that is a very privileged thing to do, which I already said. But mm-hmm. I have to reiter- reiterate that. Like, it's You're not necessarily evil. Um, you're not necessarily a bad person for saying oh yeah no not my concern but just know you're not a good person either you're not a compassionate kind caring person yeah because if you you're cared, you one would do who's self-centered about- it's it's that simple yeah um, and especially if you're on the side of like the oppressor you are well, literally a no let's problem. make this straight if you're not doing anything you are already on the side yeah. of the oppressor i mean there are, are if, even if you're, anything, on, you're the on the side, side you're on the side of the oppressor either way the only difference is you're trying to change you're trying to fight for the side that is being oppressed because either way men are oppressing women either way they're a part of that patriarchal system where they oppress women mm-hmm. right so it's it's not like that's gonna change anytime soon I'm just saying that if you choose to acknowledge what you like how everything works around you, notice that women are actually not being the lights keep turning on and off in this room. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sorry. someone just walked in. Okay. Anyways. If you don't if you are acknowledging that, you know, 
you're oppressing other people. No, not oppressing it. That's not a good way to say it. If you realize... If you're acknowledging your privilege. Yes, you're. if you are acknowledging your privilege, you're essentially... Taking that take, first yeah, step. T- yeah, taking that first step into breaking down, um, like, how everything works. You're breaking down how other people are being impressed. It's the first step into doing that. And I think that's really important. Like, you can't just pretend it doesn't exist because on for that note that's more of the side that you know that's actually like being like being the oppressor anyways off that rant (laughs) um yeah i see this every day like even in socratic seminars or we're even talking about like i don't know tiny things we were talking about christopher columbus a while back it was a while back right Mm -hmm. but even then people were like bringing up the mayoral election for some reason, because of Curse, we know that. Um, but they're bringing up the um, election and how certain policies were going to be passed within the election on the ballot, right? And they're like, oh, well, like, I just don't see why it would be a problem. Like, it's not my problem, so why would I vote for it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just because it's not your problem doesn't mean it's a problem. Like, it's not a problem for someone else. You have to acknowledge that, like, people exist too and i mean like you can't really argue against that at that point because if someone is stubborn enough to say that they don't care about other people what can you really do yeah like if you're saying it's not my problem then you're really just saying that i want this to continue yeah because okay like to say with um like if there was a bill proposed that was Oh, this is another thing that happened in in California around the same time as what I was talking about before. Um, They were passing a bill to turn Uber drivers, or was it Lyft drivers? Probably both, honestly. (laughs) One of those companies into salarized workers, basically to be acknowledged as actual employees of the Mm -hmm. company. Because apparently, like, there was this, like, there's this there's there's this technicality in labor law where it's like, employees versus contractors and oh, it's yeah. like if you're a contractor then you're not entitled to basically anything um and if you're an actual employee then you can that's when you can get health and like salarized work and blah 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 and there was that law being passed and a lot of people um didn't vote on it now i'm not sure what the outcome of that law was um but around that time like they did they kept doing surveys about like oh what is your opinion about this? Just try and get a projection of what the outcome would be. And a lot of people were saying that, yeah, I don't care. Because, like, I'm not an Uber driver. Like, mm-hmm. wh- what does that matter to me? But I'm just saying, like, all those tiny things do have an effect on or, you. Or, like, in New York, way back um, when they were trying to pass a law to allow immigrants to get a driver's license. Like, um, I'm not sh- I'm not sure how far- how long ago it was, but at one point, like, if you were an immigrant, you couldn't even get a li- driver's license in New York. And they put that on the ballot, I think, or either went to Albany or it was placed on the ba- ballot. But that's another issue where it's like, oh, I'm not an immigrant. Why do I care? You should care about whether or not people are able to get a driver's license in this country. Like... You're sharing, like, yes, like, these are the people who, they're more vulnerable to public transportation, first of all, because obviously language barriers is a thing, and obviously racism is a thing. Hate crimes is a thing. Especially with the increase of hate crimes that we saw during the pandemic against, like, Asian people, like, 
this is a consideration you should have. Like, it's have a, some com- it's a have public some safety compassion. Too, yeah. And if not, then like, make an effort to learn about it. If you don't know what to think about it, then make an effort to learn about it because this is your home. Even if even if it doesn't involve you, even if you think it's not a black and white issue, make an effort at least to form an opinion. Talk to the people who it does impact. If it doesn't exactly. impact you, talk to the talk people. Talk to the people who it impacts. Mm-hmm. And learn from there like yeah it's like if someone falls on the floor you don't ask like the janitor like how they feel about like the person who just fell on the floor right in front of you like you have to make an effort to see how the other person a lot of the time when people feel indifferent to this to these things they don't really feel indifferent what it is is that they they keep hearing about it Mm -hmm. a different opposing signs and then they're like oh this climate this political climate is too heated, too extreme, so blah, 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 I'm not gonna pay attention to it. I'm yeah, gonna tune honestly, out of it is for my uh, own... Sanity. Sh- yeah, sanity and mental health. Yeah. Which is completely valid. It's always okay to turn away from politics when it gets to, like, didn't for your own mental sanity. But at the same time, when you always try and come back. Yeah. And when you come back, go to the source first. Go to the people who are being impacted first. Don't hear from secondary sources all the time. Don't mm-hmm. believe your headlines at first sight. Always make an effort yourself to go directly to either the candidate or to the party that is going to be impacted by a policy, if it's a policy, whatever it is that is being voted on. Make an effort. And even if you can't vote, even if you can't understand political jargon or how the political system works you should still find try to stay up to date at least with who these people are even if you don't exactly know exactly what their job is try and make an effort to know them know know about them and if you because in one way or another it does affect you yeah i promise you it does because if you. you think about it each neighborhood has different needs it has different like people in it they're not gonna have like the same like laws or policies Mm -hmm. so if you think about it you need to know what's happening to get what you need from where you are so i think yeah like what you said just try to keep you know try to keep yourself knowledgeable about what's happening around you try to stay up to date on um any elections proposals that's happening in your area that you might actually agree with um, and if you find proposals that you agree with, try to support them in any way. Um, look at local nonprofits, local organizations that, you know, that you're like, that you, you, that you could be a part of essentially. Um, and yeah, if, again, if like, I think another thing is you kind of talked about this. A lot of people, like they get influenced by other people's opinions or like, um, kind of nonchalant attitude towards politics. So I think an important thing to do is always be like in doubt of their opinions because just because someone else feels indifferent to something does not mean you have to feel indifferent. Mm-hmm. I feel like that happens to like crowd mentality anyways. Like if someone doesn't care about something, you automatically don't care about it because mm-hmm. it, you assume that it doesn't affect you either. But make sure that it doesn't affect you. Either way, it will affect you. And if even it if doesn't, it doesn't, be compassionate. try and learn about it, yeah. Um, yeah, and on a final note, um, if you live in New York City, I encourage you, if you don't already, 
and this and it doesn't matter what time of year you're listening to this whether it's an election year or not I encourage you to go on Google right now or Bing if you're one of those people oh, and, don't be Bing and search person. up who is my city council representative mm-hmm. in if you know your zip code in blah 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 zip code who is the city council representative if you don't live in New York City but you live in New York State and if you live in New York City as well because it's the state government search up who is my state assembly member? Who is my yeah. assembly member for blah, 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 zip code? Because and I don't know about the local governments in other states, but I'm sure it's a very similar. Even if you search up just who is my representative or who is my legislative representative, you will find something and start there. Email them. I promise you they want to hear from you. No matter what age you are, they would love to hear from you because outside of this time of year, they don't hear anything unless it's, like, lobbying season or yeah. something, which is, like, in June or something, at least in New York. But they will love to hear from you, and they will respond to you. So reach yeah. out to them. Um, make sure <laughs> that you follow our Instagram at elephantparade underscore or follow us on any listening platform such as Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.